Hi, and welcome to the Joyous to Be podcast. I'm your host, Dasha, and I'm so happy to have you here. Okay, imagine the life where you feel excited as you wake up every morning, where you love what you do and you feel inspired and you love the people you're going to interact with, where you feel safe and confident and calm and peaceful and happy and joyous to just be and live and explore this beautiful life looking forward to miracles that you know are on their way to you, where you trust God and are ready to co-create your amazing life with the universe, leading your people to a better, high-quality, abundant life full of magic. This is where I'm going, and on this podcast, I share with you what I learned on my way there, how to fall in love with yourself and how to believe in your dreams, how to build beautiful relationships with people around you, how to set healthy boundaries and how to stay sane and learn to trust your gut, how to shift through fears and let things be easy, and many, many more things we need to master on our way to that beautiful life. So, are you coming with me? Hi guys, welcome to my podcast. There are two things I want to talk to you about today. First is that money, wealth, food and everything that you desire, I don't know, three cars, a warm, two houses, is your birthright. And second thing is your standards. And those are two things that I learned recently, but I already practiced you know, the feeling of being in the space of knowing your standards and knowing that uh, every your desire is your birthright. And it just made really huge shifts for me. So I wanted to share this information with you because I think it's just precious. And what I want to start with is some sort of a backstory. So if you know me for a while, especially if you know me from my blog, you know that I've been working on um, limiting beliefs around money and like the, the subject of money is very interesting to me because it's something I've been um, trying to, you know, make better <laughs> for myself and for people around me, for my sister, for my friends. It's just a common theme you know we all have so much stuff that we believe that doesn't work for us uh, around money about money and so I was journaling one day and I came to a conclusion that I used to maybe I think I sometimes no not anymore though but I used to get angry with myself whenever I get hungry like when I get hungry I start being stressed because I know that I need to go uh, find food in my fridge and I need to cook it and I need to eat it and then I will not have food in my fridge and I will have to go buy it and food costs money and you know just the the sense the feeling of being hungry triggers a lot of limiting beliefs and a lot of stress a lot of fears and you know even if I am in a good place right now for example and I'm I've worked through some stuff and I'm trying to hold the vision of me being abundant and I noticed abundance around me the moment I would get hungry would be where I start over with all of this with all the self-talk and positive affirmations and because like and I didn't even notice that 
until I, um, until that journaling session. And so, and I thought to myself, okay, let's pretend I'm the superhuman who doesn't need food, right? Like I just don't eat food and I don't have to spend money on food. So what's next? Like, let's imagine this life. Like I hacked the matrix and now I don't need food. The next thing would be me getting upset that I'm thirsty and I need to go buy water, for example. Okay, well, maybe let's imagine that I'm a superhuman who doesn't need water either. Then what's next? What else would I be upset about? So I like I knew with my mind that um, trying to get rid of every spend is not a way out of uh you know, poverty, scarcity, but I was, and I was like asking myself these questions to see what's like, what's behind this all. And so I thought that if I imagine that I'm, I'm the person who doesn't need food and doesn't need water, then what's next? Then I would probably get upset for needing electricity or internet because it costs money and every time I would be out of electricity or, I don't know, out of internet, I would be upset and I would be stressed again because I need money for that. And if I don't need all that, if I'm superhuman, like, and I was asking myself and I was answering and at some point I came to a conclusion, um, logical conclusion, that I would be a superhuman, a dead human who doesn't need food or a or or water or um, electricity or internet or anything like that and then i realized that we've been there right we all came from this positive pure positive energy from this non-physical realm where are now all our spirit guides angels universe god abraham hicks (laughs) where all this is exists right now we all came from there and that's when we didn't need food or clothes or water or internet or electricity we were fine but for some reason we came from there into this physical bodies right like if life would be so perfect if we didn't have all this, if we didn't have to spend money on our desires, if we didn't have those desires and needs, right? Our life, we think our life would be so easy, but our life was that easy and we decided to come here into this physical reality and have those physical bodies. Why? Because as Abraham Hicks say, we, like, that the, all the fun is happening here the fun is not just hanging around being a spirit the fun is here and they always abraham hicks i say they like if you know who is abraham hicks you you understand why i say they because it's like um i don't know call it a group of spirits like this is a pure positive energy that is in contact with us like people who channel um channel like them or something like that but you know that already And so, and Abraham Hicks always say that the fun is here. Like when you are experiencing life, when you are 
enjoying your delicious food or when you are enjoying you know cuddles with your loved one or with your parent or with your child or with your pet or when you look at something really beautiful like at flowers or at butterflies or i don't know at whatever at the sky we are enjoying this with you through you and this is where all the fun is the fun is not in hanging around um bodiless the fun is in this physical life this is why we keep coming here again and again and again over and over and over and we we just want to experience this we want to taste to touch to smell to see to speak to be able to talk to each other like this is this is the essence this is why we're here but let's get back to to the example where i was sitting here suffering and being upset that i need food right so i was once a person who didn't a person a spirit who didn't need food and then i wanted to come here to play and here in this physical world i needed a physical body right i needed a physical body that needs some maintenance it needs food to be able to you know function well it needs water and it needs air which means that when we decided to come into this physical bodies it was no negotiables they were no negotiables like the air we breathe to function we need air and it would not be fun for us to come into this reality in this 3d world struggling for air for example like it wouldn't be fun it wouldn't make sense no it was given already by default so everything that our body needs is given to us by default and it was like that think about it from the very beginning we had enough food and we have enough water and we had enough uh, air to breathe to function so everything that we need for our bodies to function well is given it's our birthright right air water um food and so but let's go further since our society developed so much we created money and now we need money to get food and to get water for example it would also mean that money is a non-negotiable when we come into those physical bodies like money is something that we need to provide our physical bodies with food and water it means that money is our birthright too and also since we uh, decided to come here to expand right not to start all over again it's not fun to start all over again like when we already hacked the system and came once from poverty to wealth for example what's the point in just coming here into physical reality and starting it over and over and over and over again and doing this thing over and over and over again no it is given too and we want to expand expand we want to go further we want to develop further which means that all of our desires um no matter what is it no matter how many chanel bag bags or how many i don't know cars or how many houses you want 
it's your birthright too because it's like your playground where that that you get to choose where you where you develop where you start for example with your further desires and we all want to connect we all want to um, help each other we want to develop we want to spiritually 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 grow and we want to heal this world right we're all here because we want to do good here not because we just want to to eat and i like how amanda francis um explained this that we sometimes think that when we have everything we want we just sit there and and you know not develop any further but that's not true this is not what we really want we all have desires and they're all different and they're all beautiful and we all want to expand in our own ways and so it would be logical to assume that when we come to this physical world with all all of our desires um we have the right for them and so if money is our birthright because food is our birthright because water is our birthright it also means that a little bit more money to have a better place to live is also our birthright a better place to live is our birthright and and money and enough money for it too and then from there we would want to expand a little bit further and maybe have a car that would move us around in a very comfortable setting you know which would mean that the money to have that car is our birthright because this car is our birthright and here i would like to mention uh, the quote i heard from till swan when she said that fear makes us think that the goal the purpose of this life is survival and it's not it's the quality of life when i heard it first it was like mind blowing to me because i was like yeah a lot of the times i live in this mode of survival and i forget that you know when when i was explaining it to myself and correct me if i'm wrong here but when you live in the survival mode for a long time where you struggle 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 then the idea of ending this struggle doesn't seem that scary anymore right i hope we haven't all been there but i've been in this situation and a lot of people i know have too and when you live in this struggle in this process of struggle for a long time you start realizing that it's not that scary to end the struggle anymore and it's a very dark place to be in but it's a very good reminder that we're not here for the struggle we're not here for the survival we're here for making out the quality of our lives better and this is a very important thing to remember and if we're not here for the struggle it also means that you know just existing just having all our needs met is our birthright we don't need to fight for it we don't need to to prove 
anybody that we're worth it. This is already what we're worthy of. Good food, good quality of water, good air, good um, surroundings, good playground. I like calling it a playground. Like we, it's our birthright to start where we want to start, to develop further, to help this world, to heal this world. And to heal this world, we need to start with ourselves. We need to help ourselves first. Because we need to give from, you know, not from the empty vase or cup or whatever people say in this metaphor. And so it means that we have the right, our birthright, to choose the setting, to choose where we want to start from, where we want, what we want to have. And if it's three cars and two houses, it's fine. It's your birthright. And from this point of view, I shifted a very important I mean, a very big block I had that I wouldn't allow myself to make more money than uh, than people around me, and like I I can't ask for money. I had this belief somewhere deep inside of me for for a while, for a long time, that I can't ask for money because like we all struggle here, and. It's just unfair to to ask people to spend their money on me. And like when you realize that having money and spending money on the things that we want is our birthright, then it's not a problem anymore because it's my birthright, it's your birthright, it's everybody's birthright. And the only thing that is stopping us from this, from having what we have a right to have is our belief system that says that we don't have a right for it, that we have to deserve it, that we have to prove that we're worthy of it and we are already worthy of it. So that's one thing I wanted to talk to you about. And the second thing is our standards. And here um, also a backstory. I was listening to a podcast that is called Over It and On With It with Christine Hustler, I think. I'm not sure, but I think that's her name. And she's amazing, you guys. You should be listening to this podcast because she's just great. And there was a girl on her podcast who reminded me of myself because she has spent a lot of years. I think it was like 13 years that she spent trying to... um, on her way to the spiritual growth where she was... Uh, shifting limiting beliefs and healing a lot of trauma and she said that she was coming from a dysfunctional family and she was doing her best for a lot for a long 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 time and she was uh, going on retreats and working on herself constantly but she couldn't handle like she couldn't solve this one problem for herself she wanted a stable income and she wanted to know what to do with her life like what's her life purpose And so during this episode, they came to a conclusion, like Christine helped her to understand that that what she was focused on as a block, like a money block, for example, and it's not only about money block, you just think about yourself and see what resonates. So she was saying that when we come, especially when we come from a dysfunctional families, we lack security the sense of safety in our life because we don't have this um adults 
who would take care of us and who would give us the sense of safety even in the uncertain times and what we end up doing as we grow up is is we are trying to find this sense of safety in the outside world and we try to control everything and fix all the problems so we could feel safe and any sort of uncertainty gives us just so much stress and we want to just to just find it and kill it and solve it so we would never ever ever have uncertainty in our lives but the thing is that and christine said it herself is that it's impossible to solve the uncertainty to to fix and to handle and to to you know to be done with all the uncertainty there is in the world to a point where everything is certain and clear and planned and we don't need that like uncertainty is not so bad it, it's it's not something to run from yes there are uncertain times and this is where the miracles happen when we don't plan stuff when when coincidences and, and you know some something unexpected unexpected opportunities shows up show up and it's not a bad thing and we need to learn how to feel safe in the uncertainty and when she said that i remembered clearly the situation from my it wasn't childhood i was like 20 i think maybe 23 24 something like that i think like 22 23 and i was crying um in the kitchen after a conversation with my mom where i couldn't i couldn't she was asking me what i want to do with my life like i finished i graduated from the university and i wanted to do something but i i like i had a feeling what it could be but i i couldn't just name it and my parents wanted me to just like say it, just decide already and go do it and i couldn't because i just had a feeling and i had a sense of what i want to do but i just didn't know how it's called what's it called and so and i and i couldn't decide and i was trying to again it was an uncertainty i tried to solve for a long time and i couldn't and so i was crying and feeling miserable because like i couldn't understand why people know why other people know what they want to do with their lives and they just name it and they just say it and they decide and they move on with their lives and for me it's like a puzzle that i i, I can't really i i can't understand i don't know i don't know the answer to and then dad came to the kitchen and and he asked me why i'm crying and i said that it's because i don't know what to do like you guys mom and dad you're asking me to just decide on something and go do it but i'm worried that what if it's not what i want to do what if it doesn't like i wanted to and this is an illusion a lot of people have about the life purpose that i want i wanted to find something one thing that i would do for the rest of my life and I would have certainty there. I would never have to, you know, come back to this question again. And so, and he got pissed back then and he yelled at me and said, there is no such thing as certainty. Forget about this. And just because it, my dad said it, I disagreed with this strongly and 
all my life I tried to prove him wrong and and try to find a certainty and plan things and I was like I was like looking for it constantly and and solving all the limiting beliefs and all the stuff I healed a lot of trauma thanks to that but just because it came from my dad I I was not ready to accept that and here I am like what 10 years later almost and a coach said that and I trust a coach more than I trust my dad still and so now I understood when she said it that yeah I come from a dysfunctional family and this is what I've been chasing all my life certainty I wanted everything to be clear I wanted everything to be solved and I felt scared when it wasn't solved I felt that I needed to do something about it. And so as I began thinking about it, it became clear to me that this is exactly how I manifested my husband, honestly. Like, this uncertainty is something I became friends with, which helped me to manifest, to find, to attract, to meet my husband. And it's the uncertainty I need to become friends with again to achieve my other dreams, to make my other dreams come true. And now I want to give you this relationship, like how I viewed relationship, my point of view, my opinion, to again give you an example, and then I will proceed with the money topic and the client's topic. So um, after my last breakup, I attended a lot of courses about relationship and what I understood like the most important part was that I need to love myself first I need to learn how to love myself I need to like what I'm looking for in a relationship I need to give myself that first I need to learn how to love myself and by that to actually know what I want in a relationship like, if I want people to respect me, if I want my future husband to respect me, I need to respect me. If I want my future husband to adore me and appreciate me no matter what I do, no matter how I feel, no matter how I look, I need to start doing this for myself, to myself. And as I began learning how to love myself and and I began healing a lot of trauma and uncovering a lot of stuff and learning how to love myself deeply, mirror work helped a lot with that. Mirror work is something Louise Hay talks about a lot and I have a separate video on YouTube about this. And so as I began learning how to love myself more and when I began realizing what are my boundaries, like what I want in my relationship and what I don't want in my relationship, it became clear to me what I wanted, like what are the qualities of my future husband. And you all know this exercise where you just make a list of all the qualities of all the things you want your future husband like of your future partner your future wife to be to represent and like you just make a list of all 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 all, all the detail all 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 this is so, so russian um all of the the details and so I, I, I'm not sure if I made that list actually, but uh, it made clear to me like, and whenever I interacted with men, 
I just sensed it. Like, this person, this guy is not listening to me. And I want my future husband to listen to me and to actually care about what I'm talking about. So, this one is not the guy. Move on to the next one. And then I have a guy who listens to me and cares a lot about what I have to say. But he makes weird comments about how I look. And I don't want that in my future husband. I want my future husband to care about what I want and to also appreciate how I look. And um, at the same time, realize that I decide how I look and he just needs to appreciate me as I am. So this guy is not the guy. Moving on to the next one. And for example, this guy is everything I want, he's kind, attentive, and he, he cares about me, he loves how I look, but he's having this weird hot and cold game, you know, when he, he's like not answering my texts, and then he shows up in two days, and like his answers are vague, and he's like, it seems like he's playing any game and he's playing hard to get and I don't want that. So he's perfect in a lot of things that I want, but not all of them. Like, I want my future husband to be there for me and not play any games, like, and be available for a conversation. And when he's busy, he would just let me know that he's busy and he will get back to me later. I'm fine with that. So this one is not the guy. Moving on to the next one. And this is how I was choosing. And so when I met my future husband, uh, it was a lot of this going on too. Like I would, uh, we would talk and then he would say something that I didn't like. And I would be like, okay, this is not him. Moving on. And I would just answer something and, and like um, let him know that I'm not happy with his attitude. And I would be just moving on. And he would come back to me and I would be like I would already give up on myself because I'm being too you know spoiled I'm being too demanding and he's still here like he shows up for me and I would be like okay I'm gonna give him one more chance and we would you know still it, it was a long distance thing so we talked a lot about a lot of stuff and then he would say something that would again feel like he is not respecting my boundaries, for example, and I would be like, no, okay, this is not him, so, you know, I'm not happy with what you're doing, and, like, it's nice to know you, let's be friends, something like that, or, like, goodbye, and then in, like, in a couple of days, he would come back, and he would apologize, and he would understand what he, that what he did was wrong, or he didn't, and he would ask me to explain, so he wouldn't repeat this mistake again, and a lot of the times, uh, when we first began talking, I was, like, surprised, I was, like, so, what makes him stay, like, he actually wants to work on that. He actually wants to understand my point of view. And that was new to me because I was just testing it. I just learned how to love myself. I I wanted that, but I didn't know yet how to tell people that I wanted that. And I just, I just 
waited for them to do the right move and if they didn't I would be like okay moving on to the next one right and then he would just show up for me he would be like hey you just needed to tell me and I would fix it and I would like and we would talk and we would um, solve this and we would move further and so during all this time I was listening over and over and over again to Abraham Hicks and they said that there are a lot of people in this universe, I mean, in this universe, on this planet, who would be a perfect, who can be, who are a perfect match to what you want, to you, to what you're looking for. And by settling for less or by not believing it's possible to find or by not believing that there are people who are a perfect match to you, you just take this opportunity away from you. And you believe that that there are not people like that when you have this scarcity mindset. When you believe there is not enough men in this world, you don't want to be picky. You want to just, you know, take the one that is close to you and just make him your husband or like you know what i'm talking about when we live with the scarcity mindset um we don't allow ourselves to be peaky we think that we ask for too much and it's impossible to to have it and we need to be reasonable and all this other stuff but basically this is the area of my life where it worked and where that helped me to understand that it's true this is how it works it's like this is the mindset when there is an uncertainty like you don't know where you find like i didn't know where i will find my husband and i didn't know what to do like um, i didn't want to go to like and and download dating apps because it was i tried that a few years before that and it, i that was not it i didn't want to it, it just sounded it felt like a waste of time i didn't want to go there and so and my mom used to say that uh, since I was working from home and I was sitting at home all the time and she said you are not out there in the world going walking on the street or I don't know going to some um, clubs or going to some places like you're not going anywhere where are you supposed to find a husband if you're just sitting at home and I didn't want, like, I didn't want to, to to do this. I didn't want to go and and look for people and find people and meet people in order to meet my future husband. And I was, I kept sitting at home working on myself. And guess what? I found a husband on the internet. I was streaming on Twitch and he showed up and he was my viewer for a long time. And he then was my mod for a long time. And then we began talking and we began being friends and so this is how it all started so this proves again that you don't have to know how what you want is going to come to you you just need to want it and not settle for less and so in this example the uncertainty was not that scary 
because the uncertainty meant I don't know where I'm gonna meet my husband but I know he's out there somewhere because Abraham said that there are more than one people who could become a perfect husband for me and I don't have to settle for less and that was a beautiful idea and I trusted it and I trusted that um, the moment something some interaction happens like some conversation with some random guy happens where I realize what I don't want I at the same time realize more what I do want and then it becomes my desire and when I move on from this guy into an alignment when I feel better and when I trust that uh, the best is yet to come I let the guy who has all those qualities to come to me and yeah it was a beautiful idea and I trusted it full-heartedly and I met my husband and he's like he's literally everything I was looking for he respects me he loves me he cares about what I have to say he he appreciates he loves the way I look and he doesn't mind that I decide how I look and he doesn't really have a say in any decision about my um, looks that I make and yeah and so when I was thinking about this I realized that this is the attitude that helped me there and this is the attitude that is going to help us in any other area of our lives be it work or money or clients or I don't know relationships with other people or new friendships or travels or everything everything like there is no reason to run away from the uncertainty. The, the uncertainty is not scary. The uncertainty is where the magic happens. Everything is uncertain and we try to plan something and the universe always has something better in mind for us. And the uncertainty is something cool and playful that we could trust and we could, you know, learn to navigate. And that's the attitude that helps us to get excited about the uncertainty the uncertainty by itself is not scary and what helps us to navigate this uncertainty is our standards our boundaries and let's think about this again like the uncertainty by itself is not scary the uncertainty just means to us that we don't know how our desire will manifest like we don't know exactly how because the universe knows better this is the uncertainty but we have standards and this is why and this is how we navigate it and this is how we learn how to trust it because we trust ourselves to not settle for less right like if we talk about relationships again it was like this before before my last breakup be like during all my uh, past relationships it was like this like I don't know what if I won't find anybody who's better than this like whatever this looked like and it was scary the uncertainty was scary and and this is why I was like um, not happy with my relationship but I was at least certain because there is this guy and I know what to expect from him like this is certainty right but 
because I don't trust in the abundance, because I will I live in the scarcity mindset, I don't believe that something greater may appear, like it's not certain, it's not guaranteed. This is why I step on my own boundaries. And this guy is not what I want. He doesn't respect me the way I want. He doesn't show up for me the way I want. But at least I have him. And this is how we settle for less. And this is how we basically guarantee ourselves a miserable life. Right? And when I began trusting the uncertainty and letting go of the idea that I I just like need to find at least somebody when I began trusting the abundance trusting Abraham when they said that there is an abundance of men who can be my ideal partners and I just need to imagine what I want and you know and and be in this in this in my own imagination in this picture you know imagine this picture and just invest all my energy into imagining how great it would be to have all my needs met in in a relationship and I trusted the uncertainty. The uncertainty was fun. Ooh, maybe I meet him here. Ooh, maybe I meet him there. Ooh, maybe I meet him that. Oh, I wonder how he's gonna look like. Ooh, this is just so fun. And at the same time, I had my standards. Like, I don't want to talk to a man who disrespects me or objectifies me. Like, it's a no. He's not my ideal partner. And Abraham says that I have a lot of ideal partners out there in the world there in the uncertainty so this one is not the guy we're letting him go and we're moving on right and so the same the same thing happens when we start trusting the uncertainty when we talk about our future job for example like let's talk about work For example, you don't know what you want to do with your life, but you have some something on your mind. You have some specific things that you want your work to be, like you want to work with people, for example, or not. You want to have, like you want to work from home or you want to be able to just go to office like three times a week or two times a week and then work from home. You want this amount of money for your work. You want to be respected. You want, you know, growth and you want nice colleagues and you want your workplace to be beautiful, etc., etc., etc. Like you have something you want. Write that down. Let those be your standards. And every time you are looking for your next job, you have all your standards in mind. You don't agree to anything less than that. And then you learn to trust the uncertainty and you trust your spiritual teachers, spiritual guides who say that like there are so many job opportunities, work opportunities or job opportunities where you can get exactly what you want and even better, even more, 
when you trust, when the uncertainty is this great thing where you're excited, like, ooh, nothing is certain, so it can be even better. I trust the uncertainty. And how you feel safe in this uncertainty is you trust yourself with not settling for anything less than your standards. And then you keep looking, and then when this is a perfect opportunity, but like, like, I mean, when this is something that you really wanted, but it has like a few downsides, a few things that don't match to your standards and they're crucial for you, you just say no and you trust that something even better is coming because, because you know, Abraham Hicks say that there are so many job opportunities where you just could have everything you want everything you want and by settling for less you are taking this opportunity away from you the same with money for example you have these ideas in your head how you want your money to be and this is this is what was my problem for a long time and i will share it from my experience from my point of view so i streamed on twitch and I had a problem with this. I had a problem with the donation system. Um, that is how people basically make money on Twitch. So you just have your content, you have your channel, you talk to people, you play games, or you, I don't know, do ASMR, like whatever. And um, and people come and like if you if they like you, they donate money to you. And I had a problem with this because I had, like, I come from a dysfunctional family with parents who had NPD, narcissistic personality disorder. And I learned from my childhood that whenever people give you money, there are always strings attached. Like, they expect something that you didn't promise to give them for this amount of money. Like, if they give you money they will be demanding something that you're not ready to do and you'll be like their slave for the rest of your life this is how it was and so and i was projecting this like scenarios on twitch and i had a lot of since i believed it i had a lot of um situations where people would donate money to me and then they would expect some extra attention um conversation behind the stream i mean like um outside the twitch channel and i i wasn't ready to give that and i felt so bad that i i didn't want that money but the thing is that when we take this example with trusting the uncertainty and and having standards and not settling for less then it would look completely differently like for example i want to make money in a specific way i want i i make a lot of content i um i talk about mindfulness and spiritual growth and self-love and boundaries and all this stuff and i create a lot of content i have my youtube channel i talk about this on my twitch channel i have a podcast now and i want to receive money for the information that i share for the information that is 
um, valuable that helps people. I want to help people. I want to inspire people. I want to uh, pass this message that we get to have everything we want in our lives. And this is such a powerful message. It makes you, like it makes you hopeful. And I want people to know that. And so I share my content regularly. And this is what I want to 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 receive my money from. And if not that, then I want to receive money from people who respect me, who believe that I'm enough, who appreciate me, and I don't have to settle for less. So if I have a person show up on my stream who says something like, I don't know, show your ass and I will uh, pay you, I say, no, this is not what I want. This is not how I want to make money. And this is what I did. Like I had my standards. But I didn't trust the uncertainty. I didn't trust the universe. And I, I like, around money, I for a long time lived in this scarcity mindset, in the scarcity, with the scarcity mentality that what if I say no and then what if people who appreciate me as I am don't exist on Twitch? What if I will never be able to make any money on Twitch, for example? And it was like that for a long time. So I had my standards. I didn't want to settle for less, but I felt like I had to because otherwise I would starve to death. And and I didn't trust that people like this, people who would pay me for just being me, I mean, donate to me for just being me because they just loved me and they loved my content and they wanted to support my growth, to support my channel's growth, existed. I didn't believe they existed. And this is where I decided to change my mind when I realized it, when I heard that that um, podcast. I was like, okay, I need to write down all the things, like all the ways I want my money to come to me. I want my money to come to me for my content. I want my money to come to me from people who I help. I wanted, I want my money to come uh, to me maybe in some miraculous way in like as gifts as surprises but from people who respect me from people who don't expect anything else than what I already give what I'm ready to give which is my help my support my content that I already give right and when I wrote down all my standards and I and I realized that I get to decide what how I want my money to come to me and I have a right to not settle for less, it was just such a relief. And at the same time, I realized that here I could also, I have to also trust in the uncertainty and see it as my friend because the uncertainty means that I don't know how those people are going to find me, but there are a lot of people on this planet who can be my perfect buyers, can be my perfect donators, is it a word? Perfect people who appreciate my content and want to, you know, to, as a thank you, to send me money. Like, it's possible for me to receive money through donations, but also from people who respect me and are grateful for my content. 
And I just get to trust that. And it was just, yeah, it felt so easy. And all of a sudden, I stopped resisting money. I stopped um, thinking that, you know, I want money, but I don't want money this way. But I'm not sure if I uh, am able to make money any other way. You know, it just solved a lot of it just solved a lot of problems in my mind in my head and by the way as soon as i solved these problems in my head my course the one that i uh, recorded in russian my digital my russian digital course started selling and people began contacting me and, and buying my course which proves that it works i just released resistance um, about it. And so what I wanted you to take from this is that, first of all, you have the right to have a good life, to have everything you need, to, you know, to be happy with your surroundings, enough food, enough air, enough water, enough comfort in your life. And it's okay that we want more, like having more, experiencing more comfort and better quality of life is our birthright. Money is our birthright. Enough money for everything we want is our birthright. There is no such thing as too much, asking for too much. It's our birthright to have everything we want. This is what we came here for. And also that the uncertainty is not bad. The uncertainty is not our enemy. The uncertainty is opportunities and chances and you know surprises miracles uncertainty is our friend it's cool and the way to feel safe in the uncertainty is trusting yourself and this is again the idea i heard from uh, till swan where she said that um we a lot of times cannot trust ourselves when we step when we like disrespect our own boundaries like every time we let other people step on our boundaries we at the same time do this to ourselves and this is what makes it hard to trust ourselves and this is what makes it hard to trust life right and so the way to feel safe and secure in times of uncertainty is by not settling for less and respecting your own boundaries. And your own boundaries are your feelings. Your feelings are your boundaries. Every time somebody like hurts you, every time you do something and you feel bad about it, it means that you need to pay attention to your boundaries here. And every time we settle for less in every area of our life, like in our love life, in our career, in our money story, in our everything, um, we feel bad because there are all boundaries there that we didn't pay attention to. And so when we learn to trust ourselves, when we learn to um, not go low than our standards, than where our standards are, we all of a sudden start feeling safe in the uncertainty. We start to trust uncertainty. We turn to this abundance mindset 
saying that there are plenty of possibilities for us. There are plenty of people who could be a match for us. Uh, there are plenty of our ideal clients, right? This is this is why we need to um, figure out who is our target audience. Uh, also, because we set standards for who we get to work with, who gets to work with us. We choose the people we want to work with to be, you know, mindful and willing to change and willing to see things differently and willing to appreciate uh, the amount of information, the knowledge that we share and take it and learn from it and grow from it and grow with us and, you know, to talk about the things with us that we want to talk about. And this is our standard and this is our client that we are going to talk to from now on because we choose our client to be like that and then we turn to this abundance mindset again believing that there are just a lot of people plenty of people on this planet who are exactly what we are looking for in our clients and we not settle for less we don't settle for less and this is where the co-creation, the, the process of co-creating our life with the universe becomes beautiful. When we trust the universe, abundance mindset, when we trust ourselves, our standards, and not, um, you know, and not settling for less. And when we trust that if we are in these physical bodies, then everything in this physical reality that we came here to enjoy the trees the nature the the ocean the sky the money food cars everything uh, that our society creates right we have the right for otherwise we wouldn't be in these physical bodies and so uh, I hope this was useful for you guys and I would love to hear feedback from you and thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode and learned something useful. If you did, please leave a review and rate my podcast and I will see you in the next episode. Love you. Bye.